Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so good to be saved. It's so good to be free. It's so good to be a winner. One who triumphs, instead of going under, you go over. Say it again, I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. He always causes me to triumph in Christ. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us. And believe that you'll hear from, not just from me, you'll hear from Him today And those words are life to those that find them and health and medicine to all their flesh. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing that teaches, reveals, guides, uh, reminds, asking you for eyes and ears that can discern it and hear it and get it, asking you for answers and help, grace to help, now in the time of need. And we know you are absolutely always faithful to do these things. Give it to us. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look please in our great textbook, the Bible, at Philippians, the second chapter. We've been studying in our series called Faith for Healing, this healing account of a man by the name of Epaphroditus. In uh, Philippians 2.25, I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, your messenger, and he that ministered to my wants or my needs. So Epaphroditus, bringing things from the church at Philippi, Paul said it ministered to him personally, meeting his needs. And we see from this another uh, scripture. Well, uh, instead of me quoting it, go to the fourth chapter. And he said uh, in verse 18, I have all and abound. I'm full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. An odor, or that, that word we'd say fragrance, of a sweet smell a sacrifice acceptable and well-pleasing to God. Like we were talking on the the last uh, class, even though it was just natural things, it was uh, food, clothes, scrolls, something to write with, etc., maybe some money. Um, Here, we're seeing that to God, it was an acceptable sacrifice It was a fragrance that came up before God himself. Is this true? This is big. This is big. You know, uh, 
In the book of Acts, it talks about a, uh, a Roman centurion who had been a gracious man, a believer in God. He didn't know about Jesus yet, but he was a believer in God. And he, uh, he had given a lot of money to the poor and done things for people. And an angel was sent to his house, Cornelius, if you remember. And he said, Cornelius, your prayers and your alms are come up before God as a memorial. <laughs> come up before God. His prayers and his giving had come up. Well, isn't that what this is talking about? Something had come up before God. And, and you know, it, it was natural, material things on the earth. But then there was a spiritual component of it. Because it was done out of faith, it was done out of love, it was done out of obedience and direction to the leading of the Spirit, it was a sacrifice, a acceptable and well-pleasing to God. And, and the spiritual component of it came off the earth to God, and He inhaled it, and it smelled good to Him. Wow. And this was, you know, the offerings from the church at Philippi brought by the hand of Epaphroditus. So we know that he got sick. We know he hazarded his life. We know it was a long, dangerous, arduous journey. But was it worth it? I mean, <laughs> no question. And of course, he, he's been off the earth for centuries now. Uh, you know he's not looking back going, that was too hard. That was it. No, he, we're still talking about it centuries later. Is he glad he did it? Yes. Even if he pushed himself too far, if he, he was exposed, whatever happened that resulted in him being sick and nearly die, he didn't. He got healed. And the big thing is he completed his mission. Everybody say completed his mission. Completed his mission. Completed his mission. In, uh, in the book of Acts, if you'd just turn back there, please, about the 20th chapter or so, uh, Paul says something along this line that uh, has ministered to me. Um, he, this is right before all the upheaval that occurred in the temple and he was taken into Roman custody and held in one place after another and then finally transported by ship to Rome. And this is right before he's a prisoner for some time. And he was warned that these things were going to happen. But in verse, uh, in verse 22, let's see, Acts 20, 22, he said, Behold, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there save that the Holy Spirit witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. That's what's waiting on me when I, when I get there. And you know, different people uh, pled with him, then don't go. <laughs> different groups, right? they said, then don't go. And he, and he said, what, what do you mean uh, to weep and break my heart about this? I'm willing to not just be bound, I'm willing to die. Uh, to do this. Now, that sounds a little foreign to some of our hearing, but that has never changed. 
and it shouldn't change. We sh- this life is very brief, very short. People are dying here every day. They tell us some 150,000 people will die somewhere on the planet in this 24-hour period of a day. Well, scores of thousands are dying. People are dying. That's not something new. You and I are going to die at some point. The Lord tarries is coming just a little while. What's the important thing? That we somehow live a little bit longer? No. What's the important thing? That we accomplish our mission. That we fulfill our purpose. Oh, come on. Can you see this? And this you need to be willing to sacrifice for. You need to be willing to die to do this. Right? Look look what he says. He said, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might, what? Finish my course with joy. With joy means finish it strong. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're not supposed to go out with a whimper. You're supposed to go out with a shout. (laughs) You're not supposed to go out just with a gasp of weakness. You're supposed to finish strongly. We're, uh, like Hebrews 12 talks about, we're running a race. And we're to run with patience the race that is set before us. And the Lord is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is actually running this race with us by His Holy Spirit who indwells us and is on us 24-7. Somebody say, I'm running my race. I'm running my race. Uh, Now, you know, most people on the planet are not. They don't don't even acknowledge God. They don't even believe in Him. And if they're worshiping some false God, that's not the same. People say, well, there's just all these different avenues to the same God. We're just, everybody's just worshiping God in their own way. That's not what the Bible says at all. The Bible says Jesus is the only way to the Father. And if you die without Him, you die in your sins lost. That's what the Scripture says. Now, you can believe something else, but is the Bible the Word of God or is it not? You have to uh, settle yourself on that. I'm settled. And so people say, well, you know, I got a right to my beliefs. If you're not a Christian, you can believe anything you want to. But if you're a Christian, you actually don't have a right to formulate your own beliefs. You've been told what to believe. Come on, are you with me or not? You're not supposed to just make up stuff as you go along. You're supposed to, if you say Jesus is my Lord, that means you're supposed to accept what he says as final authority. And that's it. You govern your life by that. But here he said, none of these things move me. Why don't you say it out loud, class? None of these things move me. That's not, that's not the end of the sentence. Then he said, neither count I my life dear to myself. I don't count my life so dear that I wouldn't risk it or I wouldn't lose it. To do what? To finish my course. Finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He said, that's my course. That's my path. That's my race. That's my ministry. And I'm willing 
not just to be inconvenienced. I'm willing not just to be bound and put in prison. I'm willing to die for this. Whatever it takes to finish this. Hallelujah. To finish this. And then we, we see over in Timothy him talking about finishing that. In fact, let's just go over there. First Timothy. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Actually, I said First Timothy. It's Second Timothy. I, I said it wrong. Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. This was some time had passed now in this writing of Second Timothy from when we read this statement in Acts. And we know that, man, Paul had, uh, he went through some stuff, right? Like we said, traveling was dangerous, <laughs> especially when you preached against everybody's gods. <laughs> and you told them that what they poured half the wealth of their city into wasn't even a god. And it never answered a prayer, never would. And that they're all lost without this Jesus that he preaches. Oh man, this was hated. And, and everywhere he went, he had revival and riot. Everywhere he went. And so he experienced a lot of things. And here in 2 Timothy 4, we're seeing him at the end, or nearing the end of his course, of his time. He said uh, in verse 5, writing to Timothy, who is his uh, uh, a son to him in the faith, he said, Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and make full proof of your ministry. For I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. So he, uh, he's telling Timothy, Stay with this thing all the way. Uh, make full proof means that, you know, go all the way, accomplish the whole thing, fulfill your ministry. And he's, because he's now, instead of looking at the front to fulfill, he's at the end. Having done this now for these years uh, upon years, he said, I'm ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. So he's not seeing his death or his execution uh, as a political prisoner or a religious act against him and, and what they call the sect of Christianity, which one passage says, which is everywhere spoken against <laughs> and hated. <laughs> uh, he, he sees it not just as him being die, uh, killed or executed, but as him being offered up an offering of his body, of his life for the furtherance of the gospel, for the furtherance of the church. And that's how it was and that's how it is when a real man or woman of God uh, makes a greater sacrifice at the direction of the Lord. What happens is many are inspired. Many are right. <laughs> Now, you know, you can do some dumb things and die before your time <laughs> that the Lord didn't tell you to do. Uh, and he's merciful and you're saved and you'll go to heaven, but you won't be rewarded for being dumb. <laughs> but there are times, there are also times 
when it is absolutely taking your life in your hand to go there. It is dangerous to do it. It's dangerous for you to stand up and open your mouth. And it is taking your life in your hand to talk about Jesus. And yet, you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it. And if it costs you, and if you want, it costs you going to jail, it's worth it. It's well worth it. Uh, it here, you and I are talking about these things today. Uh, Paul was sitting in jail when he wrote that Philippians. Was it worth what he, what he did? Hmm? Was it worth it to us? The generations previous to us, the ones after us. Well, every one of us have our part to play. And we need to be committed to this thing in life and in death. That we are willing to spend and be spent. And to see it not as loss, but an offering. Hallelujah. An offering that furthers and advances the kingdom and builds the church. He said, I, I'm ready. Don't you like the sound of that? Yes. I'm ready. Reckon, uh, we talked about 150,000 dying on the planet somewhere today. Reckon how many of them are not ready. It's sad. It's pitiful. But don't you want to be ready yes. when it comes your time? And not just ready that you're, that you're saved and know you're not lost. Ready that I have run my race. What he said, what the, what's the next part he said? I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Man, what better thing could you say? At the end of your run, at the end of your path, he said, I'm ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. Not the time of my ceasing to exist. The time of my departure, the time of my leaving here, going somewhere else. Say it out loud. I want you to practice for when your time comes. Say it out loud. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. See, he was saying, none of these things move me. What's he saying? None of, none of these things, not, uh, you know, in, in Romans, he, he's preaching about neither life nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come or the present or whatever, nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That, that love and that faith, the presence of the one who loves him, gives him the strength every day. I am going to finish my course. He said back there years before, and he did. Now he has made it all the way through all of those things preached in all those places, saw miracles and healings, started churches, saw them take their positions of leadership and grow and develop and start other churches. He sees this, the, the beginning days of the church beginning to grow and unfold. And now he's older and he realizes, I've done it. I've done what I'm supposed to do. Oh, there's a lot that's yet to be done, but that's for these young folks. Right? <laughs> I, the time of my departure has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a lot like uh, getting on a flight and going somewhere. What time's the departure? Oh, it's 9.30. Okay, that's when I leave. Well, he knows the time of my departure is coming up to leave here. But the good thing is, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Is faith a big part of this? Yes. Well, 
what kind of fight are we talking about? Well, he talks about in Timothy as well. He said, fight the good fight of faith. I mean, faith is in the front of this and the end of this and the middle of this. We walk by faith. We live by faith. We overcome by faith. He said, come on, say it again. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. Reckon he was ever tempted to turn loose of it. Oh yeah, sure he was. Reckon he was ever tempted to quit this arduous travel and persecution and all and, and go home and open a tent business. Huh? Be so much more comfortable. Is that right? <laughs> but he didn't do it. He didn't quit the ministry. He didn't quit the faith. He didn't quit preaching. Uh, no matter how much persecution he got, he, he, he kept on preaching that you're saved by grace, through faith, not of works. He kept preaching the revelation of, of Christ's redemption like we see in Romans and these other places. That's, that's him. It's all coming through him. And now at the end, right before he breathes his last breaths and leaves his body, he's satisfied. Can you see that? Satisfied in his spirit. He said the time of my departure is, is at hand. Now that doesn't mean he's going that afternoon necessarily, but he knows it's soon. I'll be leaving here soon. And he says, I'm ready. I'm ready, not just to go, but I'm ready to be offered. I'm ready for what I've got left <laughs> down here to be offered up as a sacrifice to the work of God, to the, to the church, to his people. And I have kept the faith. Verse 8, henceforth. So what, what happens next, Paul? He said, here's the good part. There is laid up for me. A crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Will there be reward? Yes. Oh, there will. And, and the thing about this reward, it's not a temporary blip and everybody rejoices and then in a few months or years you don't remember it. It's eternal. It, it never fades. It never goes away. He said, and not to me only but also all them that love his appearing. Does that, does that include you? Yes. How many love his appearing? You're looking forward to him coming. You'd say, even so, come Lord Jesus. Huh? Are you looking forward to him coming? Yes. Well, then if that's the case and you're giving your life for him, there's a, a crown for you too. There's a reward for you also. You know, we don't have a lot of time left. Even if you're 20 years old, you know, and you live to be 100, I'm telling you, that 80 years is going to come and go so quick. Years are clicking by like uh, white lines on the road doing 100 miles an hour. They are clicking right by. Don't wait to serve God. Don't wait to give Him your all. Don't wait to get serious. The reason I'm saying it, there are so many good believers, but they're caught up 
in the routines of life and they're thinking, well, you know, as soon as we get the kids through school and as soon as we, you know, I get my, get my professional further, my, we get the house paid off, we, as soon as we get this, then we're going to do more in the church. Then we're going to, and, and that is not likely. It's not. Because I'm telling you, the way the enemy works is as soon as you get that done, there'll be something else that, you, that you'll have to take care of before you do that. And then when you get that, you know what'll happen? There'll be something else that we really got to do. And, and once we get that, then we're going to give more time and, and then there'll be something else. And then you'll wake up and it's about time for you to go. You're, you're old, your life is, is about done. And you realize I, I missed my window of opportunity. Everything else was more important to me than that. And now I, I'm out of time. Do you remember that, that Jesus talked about the, uh, the master, the Lord, who made the wedding feast and provision and invited people to come? And he said, come now. Everything's ready. And one by one, said so they began to make excuse. And one said, I can't come because I got this going on. Another one said, I can't come. And, and you can see if you analyze different ones of them, one was over business, one was over family, one was over personal affairs, what have you. I can't come. I just got married. I can't come. Isn't that exactly what we're talking about? Uh, and, and, and the thing is, they're not necessarily saying, I'm not going to do it ever. What are they saying? Not now. Not right now, because why? Well, you know, we got soccer, and we got, you know, practice for this, and, and we got this, we got the other, and, and I, got, I got shopping to do, and, and yeah, and there will always be 101 things to keep you occupied and busy. The enemy is a master of distraction. Anything except the things of God. Anything except that. It takes strength of purpose. It takes a commitment that, no, I'm going to push this aside and do this first. And then if I have time, I'll do some of these other things. But the kingdom comes first. Church comes first. The word comes first. The gospel comes first. The ministry comes first. Didn't Jesus say, seek ye first, first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things. Previously, he said all these things the Gentiles are seeking after. All the world around you is busy up to their eyes with all these things and they'll always be occupied and busy and fatigued and distracted. But there's one thing that is most needful above all. Somebody say, I choose, I choose the, one the one thing that's most needful, most needful. above all. I choose the Lord and His Word and His Spirit and His church and the gospel and His people. I seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things that the world is seeking after will be added to me. Praise God. Praise God. These men of God saw it in their life We'll see it in hours when we have the same kind of commitment. Our time's up again today. Come back tomorrow. There's more to be seen. At some point, we got to see that Brother Epic received his healing here. Is that right? So come back with us, and we'll, we'll see it. Uh, see you soon. 
right here in faith school. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 